<laughs> it's so funny. Okay. Your mouth is moving so fast. Hey, Weirdos Randos, and this is a podcast based out of Albuquerque, New Mexico, about everything and nothing. We're your hosts and brothers. I'm Chorus. And I'm Taylor. And together we prove that, yes, indeed, anyone can start a podcast. You can consider us the background noise beneath the soundtrack of your life, or maybe even something slightly less significant than that. The Padilla brothers are not responsible for the opinions, jokes, hopes, and or dreams expressed in this program. They are merely the nonsensical mutterings of two brothers recorded for your listening displeasure. What is going on? Welcome back, Mijitos. What's back up? Back at it. Episode 10. Yeah, it feels like um, 100. <laughs> I don't feels, know why. Yeah, I didn't think we were going to get to 10. I really did not. Yeah, maybe that's why. <laughs> it's like kind of a mile marker for us, but it's, I don't know. It feels it's a weird. really low mile marker, so yeah, don't, it is. don't expect We've much We've exceeded of every of threshold of success we set for ourselves. <laughs> like, we uploaded an episode, and we did 10 in a row. That's like as much as you can ask from us. <laughs> That's more, actually. That's more. So, Way more. Uh, yeah, don't take us for granted. So what we're saying is, you're welcome. And every episode's a blessing. Every episode's a blessing. So don't start expecting too much from us. You're kind of getting a twofer this week, though, because we were so late last week. So Yeah, so <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. Well, and late uploading it. Like, we recorded it on time. Yeah, no, we always record on time. It's just, maybe I shouldn't say that this is going to be a twofer this week, because it might not be. <laughs> so Yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll, uh... Man, all right, how was your week? How was work, dude? Um, yeah, work has been good, man. I've been doing all kinds of stuff new. I've uh, been monitoring other people's calls, which is pretty good. Um, it's always fun to listen to other people talk to other people, and I don't have to do anything. Yeah? Yeah, I can sit back and sip a Coke and, and have, have about my day. It's pretty nice. I did, however, uh, come across a one call where this T.I. was talking to a person, and the person was What's being... What's a T.I.? Oh, sorry. Slang. Isn't that uh, a telephone rapper? Telephone interviewer. <laughs> oh. T.I. Yes. <laughs> anyway, so the interviewer and the respondent were talking, and the respondent was hesitant to do the survey because everybody thinks we're scammers because, I mean... <laughs> it's fair. <laughs> it's fair. It's, fair. it's a fair assessment. <laughs> Anyways, they were both being super cordial, and then the respondent says, I hope you die. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? 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 <laughs> Just they were both being pretty nice to each other, and she just goes, "I hope you die," and then hangs up. <laughs> we're like, why? Why did she say that? I, I have no idea. Oh my god! Like, I hope you die. The end. It was rough, man. Just out of nowhere. Yeah. Did so you guys I, lose it laughing, or was mean, the person I mean, offended? Guys, it's just me listening to some of the. It's, oh, you're not with them. No, it's like it could be anybody from anywhere. Did the person stand the line and like? Try to figure out what was happening. No, once once they hang up, the recording goes silent, so I don't get to hear what happens. After that dude that. probably just like stood up and went and got his sneakers and I had was to like, deal. I was like, hands on my forehead, like, what? Because <laughs> it was not going that way. It was pretty fine. I, so you know, I, I I gave her pretty high ratings because yeah, <laughs> it was going I well until that. Die. See, I hope you die. Wow. Like who out there? Who, when people are calling you, why are you telling them that? You don't know who they are. And how did Clearly. you get to that point? I'm, I, it wasn't clear to me. <laughs> That's insane. It just took a left turn. Yeah, just trade up. 
That's crazy, dude. That's how my week went. It was funny. <laughs> that didn't happen to me, which was nice. And what's sad is you can't even like encourage that person. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. There's it's no. Just... There's no follow up. It's just like they had to eat that and move on. Wow. Yeah. Well, shout out to whoever. Whoever that was. Sorry, bro. Man, that sucks. Yeah. Or her, I guess. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, hit it off with some news. And now it's time for Rando News. Yeah, so kind of sad news this week, but we'll kind of, you know, put a twist on it. Um, Estelle Harris, um, star from shows like Seinfeld, movies like Toy Story. Mrs. Potato Head. Mrs. Potato Head has passed away uh, April 2nd, 2022. Old school comedian, man. Old school comedian. Just absolutely hilarious. It's a real bummer. Yeah. She was born uh, in New York, uh, April 22nd, 1928. No way. Yeah, such a long time ago. That's crazy. You, imagine living that... Okay, this is going to be kind of funny, but imagine living that long and still finding stuff to laugh about. Yeah. Maybe you find well, more to laugh about, her, you know? Yeah, she didn't start her career until pretty late in her life anyways. Really? Yeah, it was like, you know, the 80s, 90s when she started doing that. Kind of so started was, picking up things. Yeah. So, but yeah, we, we thought we'd do a little, uh, give you guys a little uh, Estelle Harris content here just for, as, a, as a small little tribute. So uh, here you go. I'm packing you an extra pair of shoes and your angry eyes, just in case. Just in case. And if you get hungry, <laughs> here's some cheese puffs and a key. I don't know what it's for, but you never know. And the golf ball, if you have time for golf. And a plastic steak. And a rubber ducky. And a yo-yo. And an extra bouncy, bouncy ball. And some extra teeth. Be careful, they chatter. And crayons, in case you get bored. And some blue Play-Doh. And a dime. So gross. Call me and monkey chow. Monkey chow? For what? Well, for the monkeys, of course. Come on, monkeys. That's it. I draw the line at monkey. Get my agent on the phone. <laughs> I love that. That's so good. It's weird in audio form, though. Yeah. Like, just by itself, that Play-Doh is so... It sounds so nasty. It's so nasty. But that blooper reel is so iconic from our yeah, childhood. It's so good. Is that Toy Story 2? That's Toy Story 2. Yeah, she's not in the first one. Oh, right. They she's just not in the first one. They just mentioned her in the first one. Oh, that's a bummer. Miss a Potato Head. Miss a Potato Head. Miss a Potato Head. <laughs> All right, moving on. Moving on. No. Elon Musk buys 9.2% of Twitter. Did you hear about this? Yeah, I did. Okay. I did hear about that. So he, he is now... Uh, one of the largest, if not the largest, shareholder of Twitter. I think he's majority shareholder. Um, yeah, that might be the case. There was some talk online about maybe other entities. He might be the, the largest single person who has that much stake in Twitter. Um, the the talk online, there was a bunch of headlines coming out that he was going to accept a board position. Oh, yeah. I heard this morning that that got turned yeah, down so, or So something. here's what it is. Elon Musk turned down uh, a position on the board of directors at Twitter. Um, they're not saying exactly why, but the rumors on online are saying something um, something about the agreement um, of becoming a board member on Twitter would have capped his ownership at 15%. Oh. So if so that's the reason he turned it down. by more than 15% yes, Twitter. Which would wow. give him, which would allow him to boot the current CEO and board members. Wow. So uh, I think Elon Musk is going shopping. 
is what yeah, I think. He's I, yeah, that sounds like he's in for the long haul. Exactly. So it's kind of exciting. Yeah, that's super interesting. He also started joking online today about turning uh, Twitter's headquarter into a homeless shelter. <laughs> so really, yeah. <laughs> he's like, no one goes to work anyway. I think they're all remote. So yeah, he's like, it can be complete. That's one of the things that can definitely be completely remote. Twitter, Twitter. Yep. Yeah, that's interesting. Wow. Yeah. So um, next, um, some interesting news. So Thor: Love and Thunder is coming out this year. The I believe this is the fourth. Good lord, the fourth Thor movie. Yeah. This is was the last one Ragnarok. Ragnarok was the last Thor, which movie. was the best. One. Very good. This one's being directed by Taika Waititi again, which is gonna be awesome. Great. So this is officially past the record for any Marvel movie. It's the shortest amount of time between trailer and film. We still don't have a trailer for this movie. The last time that happened was 92 days before um, The Incredible Hulk came out. We had the trailer for that. 92 uh, days. That's not a good sign. I think it is a good sign. Because that movie sucked. I think they're waiting for, for Doctor Strange to come out. Oh, okay. I think they're going to premiere it ahead of Doctor Strange. But that's going to give them only like a couple of months before the movie comes out. So you out. think they're going to premiere it in theaters while yeah. you're going to see Doctor Strange? I think that's what's going to happen. Because we only have a month until Doctor Strange. Or do they get to a point where they're like, people are going to come see Marvel movies with or without a preview? I mean, it could be either or. Honestly, though, whatever it is, I trust Taika Waititi. He's a great director. All right. Um, The next thing on my list, Wind Energy Company pleads guilty to eagles being killed by wind turbines. What? So this one has to have environmentalists imploding and little black holes absorbing them because... As sad as a headline as that is, I'm just imagining birds going out there, whack! Yeah, so they're getting killed, and I think they pled guilty to, like... I I might get this number totally wrong, but I read something like 17 of them, which... um, 17 eagles? Individual eagles, which is a lot, and they're saying they don't recover, and they don't find all of them that get killed. Right. So it's actually pretty bad. Because they're spinning so fast, they just... (laughs) (laughs) Shoots them off. It it actually is a problem with these turbines. Birds cannot, for some reason, anticipate the the blades coming by. And they are just bird cemeteries, dude. Not good. Rest assured, uh, evolution will... (laughs) So what is like the irony in this is that wind is already so expensive. It's also in one aspect of the environment hurting the environment right and now that this company is probably going to be paying major fines for killing our national bird uh the cost of wind is now going to go up right so it's all it's a lose 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 situation what's going to happen is just get ready to walk everywhere exactly that's going to be it so um this past week dr strange pre-ticket sales just this past week, already outsold the Batman pre-ticket sales. No way. As a whole. Short, sort of short, but <laughs> I'm just stoked about that movie. Can't wait for it to come out, bro. Is that expected, though? People are really bought into that franchise in a way that they, you know, maybe Batman. I don't know. Could You could, you could say the opposite for Batman. It's like, well, maybe it's not. Um, the next in a successful series of movies, but you would think for a first Batman movie there'd be right. a ton of buy-in, though. and that's what I was gonna say. And it it didn't seem to be that way. And Doctor Strange is not this high level character. He he never really was. Um, like we've talked about this before, even in his own comic series, it took nine or ten issues for him to even show up on the cover. Like 
it's interesting that it's come this far with such a low level character and and the Batman they 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 got people so hesitant that they weren't pre-ticket selling like they were for this. So we'll have to see what happens opening weekend, I guess. Yeah. Pretty stoked. Stoked about that. All right. A romance novelist wrote a blog post about how to murder your husband. Oh, I heard about this. Now she's on trial for... Killing her husband. You guessed it. Yep. <laughs> oh, that's... That's irony. Like, if you're ever planning to kill somebody, don't... Don't talk about don't it, man. Don't talk about it. Especially not in book form. I guess she's like, well, nobody reads. <laughs> are novelists all there, though? I feel like they're these no. eccentric people that don't have no, it all they, together. Yeah, they are not all there. None of them. And they're all like one one failed book from snapping. Right. So that was a weird headline. Yeah, that's an, that's a super interesting. I've been following that one. Super interesting. I don't have much to say about it, but... But uh, scary. Yeah, this is scary. So I guess you can wash, wash down your fears <laughs> on May 2nd with Coca-Cola Bite. Oh, I heard about this. So this is New. the Coca-Cola that is supposed to taste like pixels. It's supposed to taste like pixels. And is being released through a video game. Yeah, so it's being released on Fortnite exclusively for the first like month. Virtually. Virtually. So it is a, it's a primarily virtual drink. So it's like an NFT. Right. It is and a, you have to yeah. order it online. So oh. it's not going to be available it's in stores. It's not going to be in retail? Nope. It's a completely digital soda is how they're... How they're Kind of throwing that. That seems like it's going to be more expensive to ship out that way. What I think is, it's just going to be a club soda by Coca Cola for five dollars a pop. I think that's what it's going to be. Genius. <laughs> that takes like pixels. It's like sparkling water. Yeah, exactly. and it costs five dollars plus shipping and handling. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of stoked about that though. I don't know. <laughs> All right, U.S. life expectancy continues its historic decline from 2021. That's what I like to hear. <laughs> what do you think that's attributed to? Um, probably Coca-Cola. You think Coke? You don't think less people are drinking soda than ever? Um, I guess they probably are. There seems to be a lot of people buying those um, those seltzer drinks now. Yeah, there's like so. a lot of other options. I don't know. Is it is it just like overall like people dying from bad health, or is it people just dying early from like other stuff? I think it's probably. It's probably all of it because it's the average life expectancy. It's just average expectancy. Right. Huh. That's interesting. That is weird. It it could be like, you know, from the lockdown. But is that people like, I don't know, is it down to like people in their 70s or 80s? Like what is... I didn't read the whole article, (laughs) dude. I I don't know. I plucked a headline off of CNN for this. Because by the time we get to that age, it might have changed to be like 103. So... Yeah, that's true. Like, it's kind of a moving target by the time we get to that age. Right. So is it going to matter? Depending on how fast it plummets. It could be like <laughs> Yeah, yeah, week. I guess so. <laughs> like, like uh, this is getting out of hand. Yeah. This is getting, our rider died. We don't know where he was headed with the story. Or was it like, uh, <laughs> who was it that was talking about like 4 billion people were dying from gun violence a day? And it was oh, like, oh, my gosh. It was gosh. like, lock your it doors, was like, your neck. It was like, duck. <laughs> like, duck for cover duck as you now. read this. There's probably a <laughs> red dot on your forehead. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Math is hard, man. Math is hard. Speaking of math, (laughs) Snow White movie is coming out. And get this. Another one? No, no, it's a live action Snow White. Those were. No, um. No, there hasn't been a live action Snow White. Well, I guess there are other ones made by other companies. The Huntsman. Was that on Disney? This is by Disney. That was not by Disney. Oh. Some other company. This is a Disney Snow White movie. Minus dwarves. 
But that's altogether. the best part. Not according to the dwarf community. They hate, they want they less hate, representation. They hate the original one. And Disney came to them, and they Disney came to them, and they were like, "What what what would be the way for us to do this that would be right for your community?" And what they got, heard back was, "Don't don't do dwarves in a Snow White movie." You're that's serious. That's what they said. You're serious. And, and even um, uh, this actor that I really like, what's his name? Uh, he's in the little guy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he's from Game of Thrones, and yeah, yeah, he does all the interviews. He's right, super famous, right? Yes, him. He's like super against it too. He was like, they really, better, they better not put dwarves in Snow White because it's like a big thing for them. Apparently, they hate Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, which I guess kind of makes sense. They're pretty goofy. I guess so, but they're also really like they're the heart of the whole story. Like, like Snow White and and uh, what what is the prince? Um, prince Charming. Is it actually Prince Charming? I think his name is Prince they're, Charming. They're kind of like mannequins. They kind of don't have personality a whole lot. Snow White more. Right, but, but the they're dwarves both, kind of give that story life. I see yes, what you're saying. They, they, they bring it to like, life. They they give they it, it heart. It gives it heart. Yeah, you love them. I could see how someone might be offended by it, but they're just such a redeeming, you know, factor of that whole story. Right. And I think that... And they're widely loved. Like, the dwarves are not the butt of a joke in, you know... No, it's... Right. Like, Dopey might be the comedic relief. Right. You You could say that about, you know... But what what they really are is the, the, the dwarves, as they're portrayed in that movie... Is there kind of a personality test for the audience? Like you see yourself in one or all of them, and you identify with them, and it, and it makes you, it gives you that endearing quality. Like, oh, I can be a grumpy. Oh, I know my grandpa's a doc. Yeah, you know? definitely. I could, I could see that, <laughs> but I'm not here to be mad about it because <laughs> I like the dwarves in it. Right. But you know, those are my two cents. All right. Salary of Walmart truck driver starts at ninety five thousand dollars a year my lord are you kidding me yeah so with inflation now they can probably buy seven cheeseburgers next year (laughs) which good for them (laughs) yeah they're gonna be the only ones being able well no because i I don't know i don't hear anybody crying about diesel you only hear people crying about like regular gas That's because you don't hang out with any diesel folks i think oh okay I, i i imagine I mean, what I'm saying is I don't hear, like, many liberals complaining about diesel. Because That's because they, they don't drive big trucks. They like their Amazon BS. Oh. I think that's what it is. No, I don't think they're making that connection. I think they don't ever tap that button, and so it doesn't exist. I think they just assume it's lumped in with regular gas. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Or maybe they think Amazon runs on fairy dust. Oh, that might be it. I think they do. It's possible. It's possible. It's, yeah. uh-huh. They're grinding up fairies somewhere in the Amazon <laughs> <laughs> and using it to power their cars to, to get or drones to your house, which is also run on coal, by the way. Uh, <laughs> next thing on my list, we've got an official runtime for Jurassic World Dominion. You'll be happy to hear that this is the longest in the franchise, and I'm happy to hear it. I just wish it was a little longer because it's two <laughs> hours and twenty six minutes, which is like a regular movie. Yeah, that's a that's like a common movie length now. If I like watch a movie that's less shorter. than two hours, it feels like I kind of got ripped off. Yeah, and I'm assuming this also includes credits, so it's probably mm, more like like five or six minutes less than that. Yeah, right? 
But either way, it is the longest in the franchise uh, at 146 minutes. So I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Get more dinosaurs into my eyeballs now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is a headline that really resonated with me this week. Okay. So much so that I tapped on the link and I followed through. Wow. You could earn $100 an hour. You could? You can. Anyone okay. can. Well, I guess not anyone. I'll get into the details. But <laughs> okay. you could earn $100 an hour by binging true crime content this year. What? So there is this company that will, it's like a sweepstakes style. And I think it's also a social experiment. So the way it works is you sign up. I put all my information in there, phone number, all that good stuff. Okay. And what they do is they give you a watch list. And it's 24 hours of consecutive true crime content. Wait, so you have to watch it? You have to watch it in a 24-hour window. And they'll pay you $100 for every hour you complete. And Oh, my uh, gosh. $2,400? Yes, but they want you to uh, live tweet or record yourself while you do it. And I'm like, I do that anyway. Yeah. Just pay me. <laughs> so, yeah. Wow. You signed up for that? Yes. So, so what, the, what they'll do is they do a sweepstakes style. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess a handful of people will get chosen to do it. Oh, so you signed up to be put on the list and maybe they'll choose you to do this. Yes. I no, guess. yeah, I didn't get uh, yeah. I didn't make that clear. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm uh, less excited. Let me know when you get the <laughs> the thing. Oh, you'll know. I'll probably look different after that. <laughs> yeah. You'll get that look in your eyes. <laughs> yeah. I know how to get away with it. That's what they all say. I'll figure it out. <laughs> I watched enough that I figured it out. <laughs> you'll start writing a book. I'll start a then, blog. And then, <laughs> I'll start a blog about it. And then, <laughs> uh, yeah, so Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 just set a record for the most makeup appliances created for a single production. I don't know what that number is, but it was previously held. Let's see if you can guess. What would you think that the movie would be? For makeup? Yeah, for, for makeup like prosthetics. Oh, prosthetics. Yeah. I I don't know. Hold on, prosthetics. I don't know. What was it? Like you'd probably th- be thinking like some kind of Star Trek, Star Wars, something, something like that. Like that, that uses yeah. a lot of. Nope, you'd be wrong. Really? Ron Howard's The Grinch was the previous record. Oh. <laughs> How gross is that? Those are the weirdest looking people. But that was they, Ron Howard. The thing is, is they yes, it's Ron Howard, and they all look weird. Every last one of them. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Very weird. Okay, I have one last. Headline, Biden announces new firearm regulation that targets gun kits. Oh, my God. So he's going after these, you know, buy the components, build it yourself. Yeah. Sort of situation, um, which I've looked into a few of these and, and the people that are really into them. It takes a, a pretty high level skill to assemble them properly. You can't just do it and expect it to work. Well, it's not like people are just whipping these out left and right. Yeah. And if they were, let me get this clear. <laughs> I would not care either. Right. Because it's. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah, the Second Amendment happens to be one of the most clearly worded documents in history. The right to bear arms shall not be infringed. Right. You know, the build it yourself wasn't a caveat in there. Also, all those people that are are trying to change that thing, they they all take an oath that says... um, They'll protect it. They'll protect it um, from threats outside and inside the U.S. Right. Which from enemies home which, and abroad. Which they don't do. Well, because they are the enemy at home. They are the enemy. That's the at problem. Home. Yeah, which is really concerning. So I thought right. I would prep a random review. Time for random reviews. 
<laughs> a dumb intro. Uh, I thought I'd put together, uh, in light of Biden's announcement, uh, an in-depth random review of historic gun control, and we'll see how it's gone. Like a like a like gun control, like a best ofs in review. Yes. So let's kick this off. Gotcha. The Ottoman Empire achieved gun control confiscation or gun confiscation in the year 1911. Between 1915 and 1917, you guessed it, 1.5 million of 2.5 million uh, Armenians were murdered by their government. That doesn't surprise me. It's insane, though, the number. Yeah. 1.5 of 2.5. That's oh, I didn't catch that. 1.5 of, of 2.5. Yes, they wiped out, you know... Half. Yeah, easily <laughs> More half. than half. That's insane. That's crazy. All right, moving on. The Soviet Union abolished private gun ownership in the year 1929. Subsequently, tens of thousands of Soviet dissidents were murdered or forced into labor camps under Stalin's rule. Tens of millions. Yeah. There, Wait, there, how long ago did that happen? Uh, that was in 1929. 1929. So coming around on a hundred year mark. Yeah, we're still trying this out. So if you, which if is you're, not long enough for something like that to have happened. No, not long enough at all. No. Insane. Moving on. Germany in 1938, Adolf Hitler instituted gun control, and about the same time he ordered the extermination of approximately 13 million Jews and other minorities. Yeah, some of y'all might remember that one. You might. You might hear maybe. that thrown around. Probably not these days, but maybe. Yeah, maybe not. So you're seeing a cause and effect here. Yeah. How about we move on to China? Chairman Mao established gun control in the year 1935. Mao was responsible for the greatest mass murder in the 20th century. Pause for this. Okay. 65 million died as a direct result of his repeated attempts to institute a new socialist China. They di- they died by execution, imprisonment, and forced famine. 65 million. Socialism kills. Socialism is so evil and murderous that it makes Nazis look like the good guys by comparison. That is how evil and murderous communism right. is. So that's 65 million versus 13, 13 million? 13 million. Interesting. And and that's 13 million that Adolf Hitler's intended purpose was to exterminate Jews. And he didn't do as good a job. He didn't do as good a job as Mao, whose stated intention was to institute a socialist utopia. That's how it's Let that sold. sink in. That's how it's sold. Utopia. Exactly. It's, it's all marketing. It's all metropolis. Okay. We have one last, uh, an oldie but a goodie. Uh, Cambodia issued a total gun control edict in the year 1956. This one took a little bit. Granted, the others happened like three minutes later. Yeah. Uh, this one took about 20 years. In the year 1975, uh, between 75 and 77, as many as one million people were murdered in the killing fields of Cambodia. Jeez. The estimations are between 160 million and 200 million people have been killed by their totalitarian governments after being unarmed. So far? So far. Yeah. It's a mm-hmm. running total, right? So far. So let that sink in. 200 million people have died because they were because their right to bear arms and protect themselves and their families was taken away by a government that said we have your best interest at heart yep 
And this doesn't even mention, I mean, you could go into the, a, a darker history of even American history of the government trying to take arms from minorities, from, from slaves, from recently freed slaves, and from uh, uh, Native Americans. Right. It's insane. So if you're a thinking person, if you're a free person, if you're a woman, if you're a minority, and if you have, you know, any gumption to protect you and what you have and what you are called upon to protect, you should at least be looking into gun ownership and the rights that you still have in this country. Right. Also, just a little thing to add. I know we already talked about this once on the podcast, but do you remember what the nine scariest words in the English language are? Oh, I gotcha. I'm from the government and I'm here to help. There it is. Backed up by uh, the Rat Pack, the Ottoman Empire, the Soviet Union, Germany, China, and Cambodia. I'm going to let that lie for a second. Throw them mics down. <laughs> so moving on to a slighter, <laughs> lighter topic. <laughs> Sorry, I got fired up yeah, on that I, one. Hey, you know what? If we can't talk freely here, then where can we? That's exactly right. Do it before somebody else makes you not be able to. Mm-hmm. That could have yeah. been a little yeah. more Smoke them while you got them. Smoke them like while this. you got them. There you go. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's whoo, check that one off. Do All right. Breathing techniques. Don't take your white knuckles off of the drivers, <laughs> your, your steering wheel in your car. Unclench your jaw. Yeah. Take a breath. Take a cool sip of uh, Pepsi Nitro. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you what. My next review is Pepsi Nitro because I really liked Pepsi Nitro. There's a lot of people dogging it and they think it's flat. And it's not flat. It's smooth. It's smoother than you're used to. It's incredible. It's not flat at all. It's velvety perfection. Heaven on earth. It's delicious. (laughs) It's the best soda that exists. And for some reason it belongs to Pepsi. Which makes no sense because Pepsi Pepsi is off-brand Coke. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm still kind of mad about them burning Michael Jackson's hair off. So hey, never forget. Never forget. <laughs> Except for, forget a little. Forget a little bit, cause because Pepsi Nitro is Pepsi Nitro bomb, dude. is really, really good. It is good. so good. Yeah. Um, I keep getting the wrong thing in my head. It's not Pepsi infused with nitrous oxide. It's no, nitrogen. nitrogen. <laughs> it's just nitrogen, I think. It's not NOS. No, it's not. No. It's, that would have that would have the 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 burning hair effect, right? Yes. So yeah, it's infused with uh, nitrogen, and it's it gets like a smooth, foamy head like a beer, and it has really really tiny bubbles. And even the marketing is really clever for it because even the logo, the Pepsi logo, is made out of really tiny circles mm-hmm. like the bubbles, and it is so very good. But please. If you if you find them, go out there and buy them because then they will make more. Yeah, you so have that, to you have to make the demand for them to want to fulfill exactly. the orders. What's interesting too is it's not like they pack the nitrogen in the can. They have some kind of little like mechanism. Yes, it's a little thing on the bottom. It's like yeah. A cap. So if you can imagine, the Pepsi is what well, I can only assume is flat in the can when you buy it, and when you right. crack the seal, you hear it pop, and if it squeezes with nitrogen. If you're not quick, it will bubble over. The instructions say. Crack it open, and immediately 90-degree angle it into a cup. Oh, upside down. Upside down. Really? And that makes it, because the, the nitrogen then wants they integrate. to escape, and they go out, they go together right there in that moment. Oh, because the gravity is forcing the Pepsi upon the nitrogen. Right. Well, it tastes incredible. It is very, It's quite very the experience. Good. 
Yeah, it's a super interesting thing. It's like I've never had a soda like it before. And if I could not go back to regular sodas, I wouldn't a heartbeat. Is so, it expensive though? It's kind of expensive. But all the good things are. Right. It, it, you have to buy into it early and then prices will go down when demand goes up. Yeah, you have to early adopt this bad boy. Mm-hmm. So I'm giving it five out of five stars and two enthusiastic thumbs up. I can get behind that. I like it a lot. It's great. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead and give you a random review of a recipe I tried out this week. Shout out to Meat Church on YouTube. Meat Church? Yeah, they're incredible. So it's this dude that uh, he does all of these like outdoor barbecue smoking tutorials, uh, southern kind of Creole food tutorials and stuff. Is that the guy that does the big uh, seafood boil things? Um, he, he, yeah, so he does some his, himself and then he travels and he does kind of like a best of the South and like travels around people that win awards because they're into competitive, cool. uh, like seafood cooking and barbecuing. So yeah, super cool stuff. So I stumbled upon his Nashville hot chicken sandwich recipe last week mm-hmm. and I was like, dude, I can try that. No problem. So I tell you what, that's one of those things that I've always thought that's going to be like a too hard a recipe for me to ever do at home. So I might as well just buy it from somewhere else. That's what you would think. And that's why I've been going to, um, chili chicken chicken. every other day. Shout out, man. Chili chicken is good. It's incredible. And this recipe got me pretty dang close. It's super easy. Uh, I think the key is to just brine your chicken overnight. He actually only did it for two hours, but I did it overnight in a pickle juice. Pickle juice. Yep. And then, uh, batter it, fry it. Out of that bad boy, so good. And then uh, I went ahead and kind of made a mock um, sandwich spread like chili chicken. Incredible! Yeah, it was really good. It was super crispy and spicy. Spicy, kind of spicy. Nashville, the thing. Yeah, Nashville. It had all the things you expected from a Nashville hot chicken sandwich, and it was all from the comfort into your home. And I kind of want one right now. Well, what are you waiting for? <laughs> oh, right. Uh, <laughs> moving on. Okay, my last rando review. We've been promising you this for a while, so we're just going to go ahead and get it out of the way here. The Batman. The Batman. The Batman. It's weird that when you did that, the first thing I thought of was Eminem. Why? Because he does that in one of his songs. Really? Yeah. Never mind. That's not what we're talking about. Sorry for that. We're going to review that song. It's going to be a zero out of five stars. Zero thumbs up. That's a, that's a free one for you. <laughs> so first thing I wanted to say about the Batman, I thought the tone was actually really great. It was dark like it should have been. Um, and especially the tone, like the setting of Gotham itself was a very interesting mix of New York um, as seen in the Times Square type area, Gotham Square Garden. Um, but it, it leveled that well with heavy Gothic architecture. Um, from being mostly shot in London, England. And it's an interesting thing oh, for I them. I didn't know that. Yes. It's London, London, England. Mm-hmm. And one of the interesting things about that is the way it looks is it's its its own unique thing. I never thought myself, I know other people tell me that they, they always thought of Gotham as being New York. I don't know how you didn't get that I right always, off the bat. But, well, because Metropolis is New York. It's like the bright city where things are happening and you get the big bright no one views no one views new york like that metropolis is fake and gotham is all that is real in the world i know that's what you think but i thought in my mind i always thought metropolis is new york and um gotham city is detroit 
<laughs> oh my gosh. No, yeah. I can't imagine Detroit. Detroit's worse than New York. Here's, right. here's what I'm saying. I think the writers uh, from DC from the inception thought Gotham is New York City and Metropolis is a world with Superman. And right. we don't have that here. Right. So we don't have Metropolis on Earth. I think that's kind of the... Right. So, I mean, it w- but it was interesting for me to come off this you, way because you kind I of always you kind felt, of saw it that way. Now. Right. I saw it that way already. So, um, but yeah, let's see here. Characters and other things in that universe didn't feel too out of place. They did a good job of, of keeping those things in that realm yeah, feel it, correct it, it, Catwoman it, was not she was mostly just a cat burglar she wasn't this crazy cat lady even though she had a cat right they didn't overplay <laughs> they that didn't card at all that. she wasn't yeah what the costume was over the top the it was penguin. like a normal ski mask and they just happened to have you know like where the seams were kind of yeah. felt like it could be cat ears right and it's tasteful. Oh, it's funny that she's a cat burglar and right also, and penguin wasn't overly penguiny but they did make him Waddle in a believable way. That payoff was great. It, yeah, it felt like the like the like a punchline that you're waiting for, and it just comes at the right moment and it's fulfilling. Right, it was great. The only thing that was weird was I I see why they were doing this, but instead of making Batman fly with a regular cape, they gave him a wingsuit. Yeah, that did not feel Batman to me, but it did fit within the universe, so which that, is a weird place to be. That was a little love hate for me. Yeah, um, I think if he it had like, hate, hate fl- for me. I think if he had flown out of the sky with his like dramatic cape, it would have, it would have disconnected from me altogether. Right, but I think for they me, could it have, still would have been Batman. So it's like no, oh, I think you're this, expecting that. No, I think this world, you believe this story of Batman finally, and I think that um, I think it should have been a glider suit the way they did it, but I think it should have been more aesthetic. That's true. They could have made it look more. Yeah, because Batman is like okay, he, but he's got style. Right, you know exactly. What I mean? It's not just a wings. Or, well, I mean, it is right. in the movie. It's not but. just to totalitarian. <laughs> right. You know, I mean, not totalitarian, a utilitarian rather. Right. Yeah. It's it's like you know justice with you know in dressed in black. You right. know what I mean? Right. But the main thing is, I just want to spend more time in this universe. As dark as it totally, is, totally, dude. I just want to spend more time totally. in this universe. Every time we were away from other characters and away from other people, I did want to be with them. It wasn't like, oh God, just where's Batman again? Yep. Or Where's the Riddler? I, which I, I find was, myself doing in a lot of Marvel movies is it's like okay I have to, to the I have characters. to get to know the villain otherwise the finale won't make any sense but I'm I don't care about the villain. Well, like, well, what you gotta? What movies do you do that with? Um, I think Captain Marvel felt that way. Oh, I think yeah. all. The are gonna I pay think off more all though. of the Guardians of the Galaxies feel that way because I love the Guardians, but their 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 uh, villains their are kind of opposites are kind of like. Yeah, I don't. I'm not scared of them enough, and I'm not like the championing them. Aren't high enough for them. Yeah, maybe, maybe so, and maybe I don't view the Guardians as like the noble hero anyway. I just want to see them get into shenanigans. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. That's a that's a good point. Um, another thing that they go heavy in on this one is the world's greatest detective. Um, yeah, it's taken very serious, which was lacking in previous iterations. Um, Robert Pattinson <laughs> was great as Wayne and the Dark Knight. I think so too. I think especially if they do a couple more movies and we see him become the more like dapper uh, Bruce Wayne, if he figures out how to balance out being Bruce Wayne well and using his clout and influence to further the interests of Batman. Right. But because he knows he's doing it to further his interests as Batman. Exactly. My main thing with Bruce Wayne's in the past, he is not Iron Man. Right. He's not Tony Stark. He's not comfortable being both. He is just Batman. Right. Um, 
also he has a very specific goal, which is per- to personally see, personally to see it that Gotham becomes a better place by draining the swamp and solving crime um, single-handedly because nobody else will do it. That's very clear in this one, and it's also more clear that he loves Gotham, but especially the the individual people in Gotham. That's think, very clear in this. Movie. I think that was clear before, but I don't think it ever. I don't think we ever knew why. And I think hearing about, um, you know, the Arkham family and the Wayne family being like the founding families of the town, you know, um, I think that that legacy in the storyline for Bruce gives him this sense of duty that rests on his shoulders heavily. Yeah, because coupled his parents with, can't do it anymore. Because, exactly. Yeah. Coupled with to. trying to solve the murder of his parents or whatever, you know, the right, things which, that he's been grappling with as a kid and that we didn't even get into in this movie. Right. Which is kind of good. You know, we've seen that a thousand times. We can do that in the future if you want to, but it's the right. same thing with killing Uncle Ben again. It's it's good that they didn't do yeah, it again. Figure out how to do it later with a twist, you know? Right. I'm, I'm glad that they didn't do that. Um, also... It's interesting that the bad guy in this guy in this movie Riddler is not just he doesn't just hate the villain for no reason. That's another thing that I found with previous Batman iterations is you're expecting him to beat up the villain in the end of it mm-hmm. because it's a Batman movie. Right. You know. And this one kind of goes the other way with this one. He it doesn't does. just hate him. He ju- he's solving the crime. I will say I do like Bloody Knuckle Batman. <laughs> Well, when he beats up those guys in that alley, that fulfills that for you. It's true, but they, but that was my one problem is they leaked that glorious scene <laughs> in the trailer. Yeah. I wish that was a secret, and I just lost my mind in the theater when I saw it. It was good. That was a really good scene. That um, had to be the best car that... chase in movie history. Oh, right. But that's, too short-lived. Those are some of the things that Matt Reeves just does really well in all of his movies. Just good car chases. Uh, well, I don't know about car chases, um, but mainly like... Just the choreographed action yeah, scenes. Yeah, choreographed action scenes that are so well, like in uh, Planet of the Apes, it's just like everything sure. they do in those ones is really good. The Cloverfield movies, all those ones are really interesting with that sort of thing. Like uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane. Definitely check that out if you liked this movie. Um, so it'll be a good, good primer for you. Um, also, the Riddler being a serial killer who actually believes he's doing the same thing as Batman, which is more of a, a Joker vibe, but it actually works well with his character. I like that he wasn't super goofy, and the Riddlers, the the riddles weren't goofy. The riddles were kind of terrifying. Every time he said them, it was yeah, sort of were. like <laughs> it was really unnerving, which was good. So, two thoughts about the Riddler. One, and I think this was masterful on the writer's part. Um, the scripting of the movie was written in such a way that it allowed the average audience member to solve the riddle three seconds before Batman. Right. Which is so exciting because it puts you in that space and it, it ties you in on another degree in yeah. the storyline and the storytelling in a way where um, Batman was so clever in previous ones that you're like, you get waiting. lost and you're like, it's okay. like watching Sherlock Holmes, which is cool. But what you want to be is in the grit and in the action. And that's right. what that did. It, it was, it was like a, it was just a really great way to add kind of tantalizing details into the story. Um, something that I've been grappling with with the Batman movie is this. And it's that, yes, the Riddler is a serial killer, but he only goes for um, these sort of figures um, of the city. And it's almost like we're supposed to care because like these sacred institutions are being torn down before the town. Right. But... Obviously, these institutions have failed the town because look where we're at. 
Right. And so he that's why I think it's interesting that he feels like he's doing the same thing as Batman. He feels so like he's more he's, of like an anarchist. Right. An anarchist, but somebody actually trying to do the right thing, but doing it in completely the wrong way. Sure. I think that's an interesting, so scary may- place that a lot of people could see themselves in. Maybe that's true. And maybe that also makes you see Batman in this new light of being like this dutiful hero where like he doesn't even get to like save innocent people. Like he's just stopping the Riddler initially because it's also wrong. Right. Yeah, that's another interesting thing is that it, this his his regular patrols kind of lead up into him having to solve this solve this crime. Right. But uh, one other thing people were talking about is they thought it was super long, four hours. I I was one hundred percent down with it. I so liked I'm it. Okay, I saw it two days it. in a row, uh, both times at nine p.m. to midnight. Um, it was hard to stay awake the second time. I'll be honest, but that's because I saw it like twelve hours before. Yeah, but and here's the thing: it, it was a four-hour movie, but I I didn't feel like it dragged anywhere. No, it kind of everything had a place, so it was it was good that it was there. But on the flip side, in movies like Eternals, which I would not recommend, I'm, I'm I've heard that from so many people. It's, it's not a even two on my and radar. a half-hour movie that by the time it was over, I just I turned over to Tommy and I was like. I'm so glad that this is done. <laughs> it felt so long. That's crazy. Whereas for me, this movie felt like it went by really fast, even though it was, I mean, it felt longer than usual, but yeah, but I liked it. So it was good to, that way. Um, like we said before, our story's awesome. It's a, you know, cop crime drama centers very much around the crime families in Gotham. Um, a couple things that I did not like about it. The unnecessary cussing in it felt forced. Not everybody can pull off those things like Shadow the Hedgehog can. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. But I felt that, you know, felt very forced. One of the things I did like, it was very violent for a PG-13 flick. Well, it was and it wasn't. And I think that was also a great tool that they used is like the the camera would rack focus between the, like what, you know. So this is a better way to say it. What was um, happening that would have put this above a PG-13 movie was oftentimes out of focus or you would watch the reaction of someone experiencing what is happening that's like gruesome or intense. Right. And so it right. lets your imagination kind of like even flare up and I think it's it, that puts you back in the story even deeper again. Right. It's like, oh my gosh, whatever's happening, I can't even see. That's kind of the reason They won't even people, let me see it. Right. The reason people say they love um, reading books so much is because the books are always better than the movie because your mind plays a better it plays what you want to see or what you're most scared of in that moment right I think that's an important factor of it as well so overall really liked the movie I know a lot of people didn't but I don't care I really did like it and I can't wait for more there's gonna be another one in three years so I guess we'll have to wait a long time for that's that that's a long time yeah there'll be other stuff wow. on, on TV before that HBO content, that sort of thing. But uh, three years till the next one. So if you didn't like it, take a breather. <laughs> Chill out. There won't be one for a while. Yeah, you can uh, you can wind up for that next five-hour movie. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, five hours. That'd be a good marker. <laughs> Avatar is going to feel five hours. I'll tell you that much right now. Oh, yeah. They're going to put an intermission in that bad boy. Uh, all right. Does that do it for this week? I think that's what we got. We'll come back next week and we will uh, give you our... Is it our finale of Rando Madness next week? The very final Rando Madness. This one is truly, truly going to be mad. Yeah, place your bets now. Place your bets now. Um, any final thoughts? 
Um, Batman, two thumbs up. Two thumbs up. I'd give it mm, three and a half. Three and a half out of three and a half out of five stars. Oh, really? Only three and a half. I've been giving a lot of fours out, so I figured maybe that was a little gratuitous. But you gotta stay humble. <laughs> gotta stay humble. Yeah, I think it was a good week. Um, we will see what happens this week. We'll record another one hopefully soon, and we'll get back into the swing of things. Soonish, and hopefully this will come out this week. But if not, uh, then disregard everything we said about it coming out this week. I like soonish. Soonish. Talk to you soonish. Talk to you soonish. Bye bye.